Ah, now, Liz, can I interest you in a computer for gamers? You know, I'm talking about a computer that the real gamers play. (laughs) It'll have lights on it. They will light up. Uh, It'll look very pretty in the darkness. That'll help you when you're doing your competitive shooters. Yeah, a lot of sharp edges on that laptop. (laughs) Yeah. Now what what's uh, Liz what's the what's a frame rate that you're working with there? What about the refresh? It's a hard drive on that bad boy. We open in the captain's quarters as shouts of alarm are drifting their way in from the outside. Travis and Gable are staring at each other with a heavy silence between them that is broken by shouts of concern. What do you two do? Oh, stand up way too fast. <laughs> oh, sit. Sit. S- stand up way too fast. I'm trying to picture what that does well we're drunk oh yeah that's right (laughs) you were drinking a little bit uh you stand up very quickly your chair flies back uh, and you stumble back a little bit almost about to fall over simply because you had a head rush uh but captain oromar vale catches you thank you oh i'd be lost without you it's not really fair i've got no one to catch me if i stand up too fast it's not really fair. Well, you're, you're so big on the way down, you'd be able to catch yourself. That's doesn't that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make no, any you're sense. You're falling from so much higher. Look, if someone if someone I, were dropping, uh, uh, you know, a mug from a foot off the ground, it'd be so much harder to catch than someone dropping a mug from, say, I don't know, a mile off the ground. But I'll also fall harder and faster because of how heavy. I am. Well, no, you'd reach a terminal velocity eventually, and then oh. you couldn't fall any faster. I can't I can't deal with you. Every time we have a discussion, it turns into discussions of terminal velocity, and I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna, I'm, well, you would, you would just think that you would learn eventually. That, I'm uh, going to go. You, I've never learned a thing in my life, and you know that. <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs and see what's happening and fix it, because uh, that's uh, what Gable does. Uh, well, just... Just, you know, try and remember nine meters per second per second. No. That's how fast things fall. I'm not going to remember it. I'm not going to. It's not going to stick here. It's like, you know, like uh, like a waterfall. It's going to go in there. You're going to see it, but it's going to go over the side. Just. (laughs) But it could only go so fast is the thing. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) We cut to the top deck where there is a crowd of 
people surrounding Flea, who ha- is is staring down at the unconscious body of Jonnet. Uh, kneeling right above Jonnet is Jane. Uh, she's kind of looking over him, uh, making sure that he doesn't have any visible bruises or other injuries. Um, there are lots of uh, onlookers in, in this crowd, all from the Uhuru crew. Move aside, move aside. What happened here? I I don't know. Uh, he, he was on deck and, and then, then Flea broke loose and, and caught him, thank goodness, before he fell. Uh, and Flea ate some birds. What? Uh, Gable looks at Flea. <laughs> Flea, <laughs> Flea is the largest bird on the Uhuru. Just a massive bird with a huge wingspan and flee in this light, uh, in this situation, with a little bit of blood dripping from its beak. There's a certain nobility uh, that that flea has. Uh, Unlike Lucas uh, or even uh, Lucas who, when Lucas bites or eats something, they have a bit of smugness about them. Someone like uh, Metatron has a bit of duty in the way they project themselves after after eating something. But Flea just projects this serious air about them and makes eye contact with you. You can see Flea's big pupil like narrowed down, kind of recognizing who you are. So they have blood on them? Yeah, they've got blood on their beak. Is it like... Well, can... These birds, are they birds' birds or are they like the sailor with, like, there's no, if it's something of the mariners, is it like full of that same, like, seafoam kind of stuff or are these, like, just flesh birds? Uh, I am gonna, ooh, I guess I'll gotta make a call right now. I mean, it's okay if they're flesh birds. We don't need to make it complicated. (laughs) Yeah, we'll make them flesh birds. We won't make it super complicated. (laughs) They're flesh birds. There's still bits of bird goop in, in uh, Flea's nasty mouth. Mm. Uh, Gable turns to Jonnet to see if they can, like, mitigate this at all. I think this is a good time for Jonnet to start coming, too. Light starts to break some darkness, and you can see, looking down at you very clearly, Gable and Jane. Jonnet's eyes slowly start to flutter open and he just gives a get off my ship. Gable? Hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, it's um it's kind of everyone's ship. It doesn't just belong. It's kind of like co-op situation. No, you could the, own the it in the future, but the Oh, no, I know. Bird? I don't pay I don't pay nothing on this ship. I I, I <laughs> the birds, they were John, it was it's that that same bird from before, and two other. There's more. What do you mean, same bird from before? There were <laughs> many birds, lots of birds here in Port Spit. I would say it's nothing unusual. Why are you? Uh, uh, why you're the crazy one to suggest that? What kind di- of birds? Okay, oh, no, they were. Oh, Wendell. Um, hey. It's it, it's nothing. Jonnet John also st- tries to stand up too fast. Jane catches him. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. 
It was it was nothing, okay? Guys, it, have you had enough water to drink today? Probably not. You know, that's that's prob probably it, Jane. I, I'm I'm just a little I'm a little parched. I'm a little uh, dehydrated is all. I just, if someone can hand me a, a, a cup, uh, uh, just some, some fresh water, that'd be, that'd be great. And I, I'll talk about it later. Everybody sort of mumbles to themselves. All right. There's nothing to see here. Everyone back off. Go back to your posts. Yeah. Get, get back to spinning your money in, in port. <laughs> Uh, Wendell and the others like kind of grumble off. Uh, Jane sticks by and, and so does Spit. Boy, you're not telling us the whole truth. What do you, that is offensive. Why would you say something to that? I didn't. Now, Gable, I'm getting the impression here that you're not telling us the whole truth either. I'm not expect Travis to do that, but I'm surprised at you. Oh, did someone call me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you deserve that. You deserve that spit for all the times you've done Honest, it to us. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. Every like, I don't know how you are so quiet and so old at the same time. Okay, what's going on? You're clearly covering something up. We just want to know. Me, I just got here. <laughs> Not no one. Never, never talking to you. Never talking okay. to you. Spit literally said my name. He's saying about, we were talking about you. Yes. And that- who are you talking to now, Jonnet? Oh, <laughs> he got me. He got me. <laughs> he got you. Is, is there nothing that you could possibly be doing that would involve you not being here? Because I would love for you to do that. Well, I could go stand over there <laughs> and watch. <sighs> fine, fine. <laughs> okay, I'll just be over there. <laughs> hey, Spit. Jonna, can you speak up? Hey, hey Spit. <laughs> Jane, can you keep a secret? Can you keep a secret for the time being? What is it, boy? I just, um, maybe... Uh, we should go over to uh, where Travis is. It's a little bit more secluded over there. <laughs> we, we do Shuffle we do over. a George Lucas style wipe cut. <laughs> to, well, to well, feet. well. <laughs> Look hey, who we likes it over here while look, I've we been don't, standing this whole time. We don't want to get time. into it, okay? <laughs> How about you go back to where we were? No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Fine, we can keep everybody... In one place, as long as it doesn't derail the conversation anymore. Fine. Okay, all right. I won't say a single thing again about this. It's fine. I'm very eager to hear what you all have to say. Okay, then we can just go on. Jonnet, why don't you tell us what's happening? Yes, Jonnet, please go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. All right. (laughs) I, I've just, so ever since we left Bougenith, I have been, uh, I've been having visions and I've been feeling sometimes not myself. And I think it might have something to do with, you know, just the, the trauma that was, you know, Bougenith. Okay, we we did a lot. We went up against the Red Feathers. Uh, 
we got out of there uh, by the skin of our teeth. And, and it's, it's just a lot. And sometimes I, I throw back to it and I get a little lightheaded and it's just a lot right now. And I and need I, you, Tyler, to roll for me a yeah. deception check. Right. Roll Sorry. for okay, me. Grab dice. And I'm assuming that's what the skill's called. I also think at this point, Gable is standing near the group, but is just a, a little bit dizzy and trying to keep the world straight. It's leaning up against like a pole or something, just nodding along, but not really <laughs> listening. <laughs> okay. What is the difficulty on this? I am going to say average with two black dice. Oh, well, this is not going to go, you know, just two threats. Two threats. Okay. So it's a failure, mm-hmm. but not a bad one. Well, I mean, that room was kind of rough. He did walk in and, and see what happened. I mean, there's there's a chance that you're having some kind of post-traumatic reaction I, I'll be I'll be fine, guys. I I really I'll be fine. It's just no, no, no. You're not fooling anyone. You were talking about a bird. I I don't know. It may, it may have been a bird. I I just it just set me off. You know, we were we were surrounded by birds back in Bougenith. All right, it's, it might be a trigger. I Jonet is gonna look at Spit, and his Spit mm-hmm. is just is Spit visibly not sold. Oh yeah. Okay. So then he's going to be he's he's flailing, he's trying to and then he looks at Spit. Spit has probably like just unbreaking eye contact. Jonathan's shoulders sink and All right, Spit Jane, you can't tell anyone about this until I say that I'm ready for you to, okay? No one in the crew knows about this outside of Gable, Travis, and the captain and I. I think Jane kind of nods seriously. Uh, Spit doesn't flinch. If those folks know, then it's about time we knew too. We're here. There's a chain of command here, but uh, there ain't no dictators on this ship. We all take on troubles together. (laughs) All right, fine. I have been feeling... The presence of the Mariner. Spit's face darkens. Uh, Jane's eyes widen. Uh, Spit looks to Gable to confirm this. It's not close and it's not strong, but yes. It has a mark. It's there. And these birds, we're talking about curlews. Yes. That's what those are. Yeah, the creepy ones. Yeah, the the ones with the long beaks that wade around in the water. They work for them. All right, and so the birds are kind of new, but every now and again I I get a little lightheaded and I feel a presence, and I know I just I just know what it is. I think. All right, well, if there are curlews around, that means that he's got to be on his way, right? What? That's typically what it means in the stories, that's for sure. These aren't stories, this is real life. And where do you think stories come from? I don't know, Spit, your imagination. 
Gable, have you ever been around when the Mariners attacked? Of course I have. You know that. Well, I have too, and I was paying attention. Both my eyes was open. Okay, what? I don't know what that means. I feel... I don't, I feel... That means when curlews show up, it's because a Mariner's poking around. And if he's poking around, it probably means he attends to attack a place. Well, I mean... He's sending a message. Yeah, he's sending the curlews, but all right, Flea took care of the curlews, all right? So we're sending a message back. Don't mess with us. Jonnet, the entire town is... How many people did we talk to today who are feeling a sense of doom and have been seeing visions? We could barely get a spoon without someone telling us about how they were (laughs) suffering through nights of nightmares. I I thought it was just stories, too, but... Flea is an albatross. And, right. for, for, and, that, and, and for everyone who knows, everyone knows what that means, but for anyone who doesn't. Yeah, Jane, go ahead and clear this stuff for us. <laughs> albatross, they're, they're friends to sailors. They're, they're good luck and enemies of the mariner. Oh. It's supposed to be if there's a curlew around, an albatross will attack it on sight. Yes, that's why I brought him for that reason. Oh, wow. Yes, exactly. Hey, Gable, that was pretty smart of you. Yeah, thank right you. Right on. Yeah, uh-huh. we can all agree that's pretty impressive and clever. Oh, We're man. all very proud of Gable. Gable, uh, nailed it. Cut to, in the past, Gable accidentally kicking a bird. <laughs> and, then the, <laughs> and then the bird got so mad they got into a fight, and then all of a sudden they formed a friendship out of, resulting from that fight. <laughs> 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 all right, cut back. Okay, yeah. All right, well, I mean, the game plan is the same, though, okay? We we have to get out of port. We got to leave Nordia, okay? One way or another, hopefully sooner than later. And, you know, now that you yeah, know... We can't just leave Nordia, can we? What, the I mean, Mariners the, the after me. The ship is weighed down by Skamalik. Oh, well, we, which is why we need to get that tarp so we can get the Skamalik off so we can get out of port. Mm-hmm. Right, the the captain goal is, the, is not going to like this. The, the captain knows. I told him. Well, if the captain knows, and he's probably already drawn up plans, uh, he's going to want to take as many people as possible. We've already agreed to one new crew member. Yeah. Uh, oops, it ain't crew members. It's cargo. What do you mean, Gable? If we leave here. And the mariner comes. Everyone here is going to die. But, no, but the, the mariner's after me, all right? If if we leave, there's no Jonnet for the mariner to hunt, okay? He's going to keep moving, right? Look, Jonnet, I, I I know that, that you've been having visions and, and you're scared, but the mariner doesn't just go after one person. If the mariner shows up at a port, everyone there is going to die. Or worse. Or worse. Okay. What's what's worse? Well, they join his ranks. Oh. That's where drowned sailors come from. Goes around to different ports, attacks, and, and those that survive live worse. <laughs> okay. Fine. Yeah, so 
so what? We, we, we clear out our cargo hold so we can load up an entire small village and then take off? And I, I don't think the crew's going to be on board with that, let alone this town. Well, I mean, the crew signed up for the Uhuru. This is the sort of thing that we need to vote about. Uh, so we do have to tell everybody. Well, we can start by telling Nodos and, and the Wasp, that's for sure. Talk things through. I mean, I, I know if the captain wants to get everyone out, I'll be willing to back his play. That's, that's what the Uhuru does. There's... We don't have to leave. We could what stay. What are you talking about? We could stay. And you know this. What? We could stay. Stay and what, Gable? And fight him. Oh, no, we'll just stay and sleep safe in our beds and enjoy a good bed and breakfast. No, we'll fight. You know what? I, I mean, I, I, di- I did it once before. I fended off. I fended off the mariner. Yeah. Okay, Jonna. This isn't jokes. No, 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 Jane. Okay. Don't tell me what I did and didn't do. All right. I bougeneath. All right. I. I was out there on the pier. All right. I, there was a. There was a maelstrom coming towards us. All right. Uh, I, boy, I, I, you know I find you charming. The, the, the mariner doesn't attack bougeneath. He didn't because I was there, Spit. You know I care about everyone on this crew, but I... I... I'm not just a boy, right? I'm, I'm, I'm more than that, okay? And, and, and I'm going to need you guys to stop treating me like that. John, no, no one's trying to, to talk down to you, but this is very, very serious. People Look, can get really hurt. I know, Travis. which is why I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. Travis. Yeah? Are you in the mood for running? I don't know about you. I'm a little bit tired. Oh, never. Yeah, me too. Oh, you mean... I thought you meant physically, like, going for a jog. No. I was trying to do a thing like, we, oh, we'll stand together and we, we won't run. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really setting you up, man. I was trying to I, do a cool I've got to be honest. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's you, fine. You, I wasn't paying attention. You told me to just kind of butt out, and I was just kind of standing here, yeah, uh, well, zoning anyway. out. That, that's fair. We didn't. We didn't include you, so you didn't include yourself, which is the polite thing to do. Anyway, so we're staying here. Is that no? Is that what I? I don't know. No. I, listen, we got to do something about this. That's for certain. Now the captain can issue a plan. And that plan could be to load up as many people and, and, and try to escape. That plan, I suppose, could be to stay and try and fight. Uh, that, that plan could be a lot of things, but the crew still needs to vote on it. Every person aboard gets a vote. Then, yeah, they'll listen to people like me and Nodos and the captain's council, but ultimately it's up to the ship. Then gather the crew. We have a meeting to take to address our schemalic issue, and by the time it's done, let's let's talk. Okay, uh, I mean, we're, we're going to take a little bit to send word out, but we can gather everybody uh, by sundown tonight. That gives us a day. Well, a couple hours, I guess. But, uh, yeah, 
we'll, we'll, we'll gather everyone up uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk things through. Okay, fine. John, it turns to Jane. Jane, I, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm not saying that you guys treat me like a kid or anything. I just, I know what I saw and I know what I did. All right. And I just, I don't know. I just wanted to be, I wanted to be upfront with you guys and I wanted to be heard. Jane looks at you a little bit worried, um, but nods. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't want to say anything that that makes you feel like I'm not listening to you. Uh, and if you've been having visions, you know, g- goodness knows. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk all this over tonight. I'll talk to the new crew members uh, about what the options are, and we'll just have a vote. Okay. We'll see you guys back here at the meeting. Thank you. Also, does anybody want to go to church with me? <laughs> I got invited to church. I don't think I told anybody about that. No, no. Okay. Um, we're, how about you and I talk about that one? Uh, yeah, that's sure. yeah. Okay. Small, let's, let's small do that. Scale. Cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Uh, everyone sort of says their goodbyes and parts ways leaving the group to mull things over. Yeah, Jonnet's got that offer to go to church. Uh, At least one of you needs to go meet with the people from the church or you could snub them, I suppose. Well, it's not as interesting to not do a scene as it is to do a scene, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What an interesting narrative theory. Well, maybe it's like jazz. It's about the scenes you don't do. Ooh. I I think it's like jazz. Yeah, it's exactly like jazz. (laughs) Our show is jazz. It's like that scene in B-Movie where Barry B. Benson asks uh, Renee Zellweger if she likes jazz because a bee wants to sleep with a human woman. Hey, James, that was right off the dome, wasn't it? I was right there. And that's not the first time you've related to B-Movie. No, it's B-movie. not. <laughs> B-Movie is in detail. always kind of close at hand, yeah. <laughs> in a way. It, it, it's just so relevant no. uh, mm-hmm. to everyday life. Anything is relevant if you make it relevant via your perversions. So. <laughs> Shoehorn it in enough times. <laughs> uh, All right. We don't need to focus on that. <laughs> no need to harp on my, my my exploits. Sort of like the part in B movie where they keep bringing up the Ray Liotta honey. Okay, okay got it. Stop that this. Joke this. All right, stop. cut to an early commercial <laughs> mid roll. <laughs> <laughs> Hey heroes, it's James, your game master. Welcome to the mid-roll. I want to start things off by thanking everyone who helped us successfully fund the first season of Skyjack's Courier's Call. Thanks to all of you, not only do we get a new season, but we get a fresh song from Arnie Parrott. And I've got better news for everyone who has invested in that project. The first episode of the new season has posted already. It went up on the feed yesterday. If you still don't know, new episodes of Skyjack's Courier's Call are being posted on the Skyjack's Courier's Call feed. 
So take a moment to open your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Skyjack's Courier's Call so you can catch everything from the new season. Thank you all again from the bottom of my heart. I know times are tough right now, but we are so grateful for the opportunity to be able to make this. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Matthew Singer, thank you so much. Lisa Wright, thank you. Sherry's. Thank you. Lauren Baldwin and David Roberts. Thank you so much. Bunny Welch. Thank you. Ben Yates. Thank you very much. Jonah Einstock. Thank you so much. Laura Harmrick. Thank you. Peter Wysorek. Thank you so much. Sarah Dez. Thank you. Barry Cumberland. Thank you very much. Thomas Saller. Thank you. Annalisa Chadwick. Thank you so much. Julian Fallardew. Thank you. Chris Hallberg. Thank you very much. Sarah Mainwaring. Thank you. Frederick Brevald. Thank you. Claire, and in parentheses it says, James, you're the best. You know, I don't think that's a name, but I did read it anyway. Thank you so much. Ben Campion. Thank you. And Megan O'Connor. Thank you so much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us through Patreon. Without you, we would not be able to produce this show. Before I leave you, I want to remind everyone that if you are interested at all in the upcoming Skyjack soundtrack album, it would be a very, very good idea to head to bit.ly slash skyjackscrew and sign up for our mailing list. When we announce the upcoming crowdfunding project for that album, it will be through that mailing list first. That includes any first looks or samples that might go out, so make sure you're on the list. Once again, that's bit.ly slash skyjackscrew. And now, with all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. Uh, Is the movie a good quarantine movie? I mean, in a sense, to remind you that there are worse things in the world than quarantine, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Huh. Well. All right, so, so I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> Travis. Yeah. Oh, I'm allowed back in now? Oh, you idiot. Yes. You said that Margaret can enhance and build upon magic, correct? Mm, that's what she said, yeah. What are the chances that she can help John it? I'm sh- I I don't know for sure, but I'm sure there's a non-zero chance. John, it. She's kind of a little wrapped up right now with my deal. Well, I um, I'm she sure that multitask. you'll multitask. She'll be multitask. Like you have an arm. This is a an entire fleet of army men. We priorities. Okay. Well, but uh, what 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 good would I be without being able to clap sarcastically when you know Silent. You do something that's how how? No, you'd be silent. That'd be great. Well, I don't I don't follow. That's the riddle. The sound of one hand hand clap clapping is it's, it's not stupid, a good riddle. It? It's a it's a bad one. But <laughs> listen, Jonet, do you remember what you did when you cast away the mariner the last time? Um well, I remember humming to myself, uh I I kind of felt overwhelmed with a sense of uh, sort of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, when I had met Traveler Kwan, uh, she had a 
similar way of going about uh, her attacks and, and her combat. It was very rhythmic. And I don't know, something about that stuck with me. And when things were getting hairy, I just kind of locked into that. Do you think you could replicate I, it? I mean, I've been kind of in my own time, just kind of humming under my breath. It's, it's calming. It it helps me focus, helps me center. And I kind of use that when I'm trying to, he points to his eye, you know. Uh, so maybe. So here's, this seems foolish, but it also seems foolish to keep on running away from such a power when we could stop it right here. There are so many magic users here in Nordia and there's a way, Jonet, I'm not saying that you are not powerful. I also know that you don't have control of your powers. If we are able yeah. to replicate what you did at a greater scale amongst the entirety of the magic users in this town, we might have a chance not just to save the people, but to turn the Mariner away. You mean like a collective spell? Yes. I've never done it. I mean, I'm down to try that kind of sounds awesome it uh, does it does it sounds really awesome and that's why i want to do it because i don't want to keep on carrying hundreds of people in this boat yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, well travis can you talk to margaret and and see if she might be able to help me out at all and For sure yeah if if there's yeah. also any other magic users in the town that's oh, sure. Yeah. So with all with all my free time, I'll just get right on. But I'll just go around and do a little a little poll of everyone in the town and see if okay. they're magic or not. Get to it. <laughs> <laughs> John, it sort of like shoes you away. <laughs> okay. Go. Oh, 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 one one Mariner's Mark. And you think that you're, you know, Mr. Mr. Um, Captain Travis, that's... why are you still here? Go! You said you were going to help. <laughs> well, I was being sarcastic, but you couldn't tell because I can't clap sarcastically. <laughs> oh, Wait, I'm gonna try. Let me I try. See. Let me try. <laughs> no, that sounds like a hopeful slow clap. All right. Uh... <laughs> no, you sound like you're you're clapping along with a song that no one can hear. That's no. That I'm, leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving, but because I want to. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll talk to you soon. See you, Trav. Bye. Uh, let's follow Travis. <laughs> Travis, where is the place that you meet up with Margaret next? I, I think. Uh, like your previous meetings with Margaret, uh, it's almost coincidental. You just arrive at the right place to meet together. Um, is there some sort of shop like in town that, you know, where where magic folk would go, like some sort of apothecary or someplace where yeah. you get like... There's definitely an apothecary okay. in this town, for sure. Yeah, I'll go there to see if I can sort of get the get the pulse of the the magic folk. So you enter this shop. I think it's just kind of off of the main track 
It's got a small facade to the shop, but as you walk inside, uh, it it seems to have boundless space that creeps and and peers out at odd angles in different ways. Everything inside this shop makes it feel cramped. There are shelves that are bulging with different minerals and herbs that have been ground up and placed in bottles uh, or dried and are hanging from the ceiling. The air smells spicy here, full of a hundred different scents. Uh, It is also thick with the scent of teas, and you can hear a fire in the background uh, sort of crinkling softly. You find yourself in this place and see Margaret admiring some of the bottles on the shelves. I was wondering when you would get here. How did you know? Well, right now we're connected. I knew that you would be here, just not when. Uh, Mm. It's got something to do with this. Uh, She holds up a pinky and flicks it, uh, and you feel a small jerk on your finger. Ah. When we cast that spell together and stopped time, I got bound to you. She snaps her fingers, and you can see on your finger there is a small glowing red string almost that zips and darts around the world and on margaret's finger you can also see a string it's just one of the abilities that i have so you knew i was going to come here before i did i knew that i was going to be here and i assumed that i was going to be here because you were going to be here so so yes I I suppose yes. Uh, there. Uh, how much do you know about magic? You've been around a very long time, but I suppose you haven't really taken an interest in studying it. No, I only know as much as I have to. Uh, she easily moves in and wraps her arm around yours. Well, magic is different everywhere you go, but there are some theories behind the basic mechanics of magic that uh, move and work across uh, different disciplines. One of them is that there are pathways that guide us in the universe and you can follow them to find your rightful place. The spell that I cast on us is a version of that. I connected our pathways so that we'd be able to meet up. There's a chance that I could have shown up here and you wouldn't be here, but uh, then I probably would have found something that I needed to help you. What happens if I choose not to follow the path? People do that all the time. And in some cases, it can be fine. In a lot of cases, denying fate and walking away from the things that you're supposed to do is bad. It might not be bad for you, but it could be very bad for the people around you. Hmm. There's always a choice, Travis, but it can be a bad one. Well, I wouldn't know about that. Oh, really? Really? Have you given any thought? Spoken to friends? I have. And? 
Well, I have a question. If I'm certain I can come up with an answer. Do you do you know? So I have a friend who's gigantic and stupid. I believe we've met. And um, the handsome one. Margaret likes me. No, so. no, that's that's me. I'm I'm the handsome one there, the big dumb stupid one and Margaret puts a hand on your face. You're the charming one. Hmm. Well, <laughs> you got they're not, got. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I'm sort of the charming handsome one. They're the the big stupid one and Jonet is the the small powerful one. Yes, everyone everyone has a, a role. <laughs> And I'm kind of the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not, um, you know, entirely sort of. They're not human. Yes. Either. Yeah. If you, if you made me immortal, could you do it to them too? <sighs> Your condition is in an interesting place. Your friend, when they healed you, burned away part of your curse. Now, if they're immortal too, I I don't know what causes that. Uh, If it's a curse, I might need someone to start that sort of thing. Uh, I can gather a lot of power. I, I can do many things. If you were to have come to me a complete changeling, I don't know that I would have been able to start removing that curse from you. But because it's already started, I can sort of nudge it in the right direction. If your friend does not want to be immortal, we we could investigate that, but I can't make any promises. Did you want to die together? Well, not together, but you know, we didn't want to not we didn't want to not be dead together if that makes sense actually travis this could be useful i think this could be one of the loves that you confess to me tell me who is this person to you oh this sucks it sucks that you're doing this <laughs> i i realize that it makes you feel uncomfortable and as i've said if You don't want to do it. You don't have to. We can try and find another way, but that can make things more complicated. And if I'm honest, it'll mean I have to work harder, which means the payment that you'll have to offer me will be greater. Ugh. They're my friend. They're my oldest and dearest friend. And you can feel on your pinky, like, uh, again, some movement, uh, almost as if the string that is tied there is vibrating. Now that is some power. That's good. That's that's probably all we need because you don't say things like that very often. 
There I'm is not going to say of... it again. <laughs> well, you may have to say it to them at some point, but uh, saying it aloud right now is enough. I do have some ability that I can draw from this. This makes me feel a little bit more comfortable and a little bit safer. <sighs> so, they're your oldest and dearest friend. And if you are going to die, you want them to be able to die. Why? They said they would, so so we wouldn't have to do it alone. We wouldn't have to be alone, alone. There is a potential here, Travis, uh, a, a very powerful spell component. If you decide to go down this route, you could promise that to them. Promise. Promise that you won't let them die alone, as long as it's within your power. I'm going to ask you to make three promises. And the larger and more important each promise is, the more power I can draw from it. That is a heavy burden to take on, but perhaps not so heavy a burden to take on for your oldest and dearest friend, especially for a friendship that has spanned more years than any human being could imagine. I'll do it. She grabs something off of a shelf and grabs something else off of a shelf, moving up to the counter. She mixes them together and asks the person at the counter if they would give her some water. With that, water that has been boiling on the pot is poured into this mixture and the air fills with floral scents. She takes this and pours this mixture into a small glass bottle. And you can see kind of an orange-red liquid with swirls in it. And she hands it over to you. Tonight, at your earliest convenience, go to your friend and make that promise. And then both of you will share that. That will solidify the promise between you, and it will send power into our connection. Well, Travis, you're doing very well. You've already confessed to love and made a promise. Now, let's focus on a heartbreak, shall we? All right. And we're going to cut to Gable and Jonathan. Gable and Jonet, where you at? Um, where is this meeting? This meeting is down in a sea cave that is just beyond the bridge that Travis crossed earlier to get to the Luminary Shrine. So the meeting is in the same place as the the church that Jonet would be going to anyway. Yes. Okay. Oh, 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 did you want to go to, that is a separate meeting. So there is the meeting uh, that will take place in a bar that's kind of in the main town area and the church is in the sea cave. I think we should split up to cover more ground. That is cool. I assume we're on deck right now. 
Jonet, are you feeling better? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that keeps happening. I kind of start getting used to it, at least coming back from it. Um, I think I'm okay. He, uh, like, does a thing where he stands on one foot and then tries to, like, touch his nose. Like a sobriety test, pretty much. Just to make sure he's got his wits and balance uh, about him. Gable does the same thing and trips a little bit and says gable is drunk right now yeah right it's fine (laughs) yeah yeah it's fine that was more for me that's Uh, it's fine yeah i'm I'm feeling all right but it's it's like i said i'm feeling a little bit a little bit invulnerable right now i'm offering you up to fight a fight that you never bargained for in the first place. If you don't want to do this, we can, we will we'll gather the Gable, villagers Gable, and we'll go. Gable, come on. All right. You're not, you're not going into a fight and I'm not going to be there. Right. That's just not how we roll. That's not how we do things. But there's, there's the way to do it. There are the foolproof way to remove yourself from danger is to go and land To leave the ship, that is always an option available to you. Well, thank you, Gable, but I will have to decline. Ah, that's my boy. Yeah, get in here. (laughs) Chest bump, chest bump, chest bump. bump. (laughs) Uh, So you... John at trying to chest bump Gable is hilarious. There's literally no way. Kind of batting down. You do a chest bump and like, I think you basically impact Gable's thigh and then go (laughs) bouncing way the fuck back. (laughs) All right. You have got to go to church. I understand that it's important. I don't agree with it personally, but I need you to discover that on your own. So I don't want to be the overbearing, non, non-religious non parent to you, my rebellious son. So I'm going to go talk to this this guy about getting the tarp, and then you have fun at church, and then we'll talk about it with the crew later, and then we'll fight the mariner. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gable, don't let that guy off easy. He seems like a real skis bag, and if... He gives you any guff. You you got it from me. Mess him up. Oh, uh, I'll I'll get I'll give him the uh the um I'll I'll give it to him. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. And then I guess we go walk up in our different directions. Scotty Jacks. That's fun. Oh. That's fun. You know, fun. I like it. <laughs> I've heard of fun. I've okay, had cool. That before I could do this again. We once again return to the captain's quarters on the skyship Uhuru, where. Bags of mail are overflowing on the deck uh, with different letters sent to the ship and its notorious captain, 
Oromar Vale. Spit opens up one of these bags and leaping out is a man dressed in a vest with a bow tie and a straw hat. Well, hello there. Whoa, fellas. whoa, whoa. No, thank you. What? What on earth is going on? I'm a talking telegram. <laughs> John, John, it takes a letter opener from the captain's <laughs> desk and holds it up to the to the, like, the talking telegram. The man. Good, John, now stab him. Through the throat or through the chest? You tell me. Both. Okay. <laughs> he stabs him in the chest. Wah! Ah! Wah! Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. Friends, friends, friends. Where? I'm not here to get stabbed. I'm here to sell you something that you really need. Do you ever feel like your combat methods are lacking? Have you ever looked at a normal ship and thought, well, this is okay, but I can do better than this? Have you ever wanted to flabbergast your opponent as much as possible while still defying them? Well, no longer, friends. I am a member of the notorious Discordance Fleet, known throughout Spear for their innovative, effective methods. We test nearly every featherweave idea and fine-tune it for maximum impact. Our ship sinking rate is unmatched. Members of our crew have gone on to join the Tempest Armada itself. Now, I know what you're thinking, friends. Who's this fellow coming aboard my ship as a talking telegram to sell me ideas? John, it stabs that person one more time. <laughs> oh! 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 Keep talking. Well, you see, that would have killed me if... <laughs> He rolls up his shirt. I hadn't been wearing a feather weave vest. Oh, John, it stabs around the vest. Oh, Oh, it still hurts. I'm so proud of you, John. You're doing great. You're doing great. Oh, Oh, I got to close the sale. (laughs) I got to close the sale. (laughs) What about this? Think about this porcupine boat. I don't know what that means, and I hate it. A porcupine boat. It's designed to use spikes to drive ships high enough into the air that they pass out from lack of oxygen. It's a spiky little friend that looks like this. He opens uh, up a sheet of paper, and what you see looks like a balloon uh, inside of a like shell that is just covered with spikes. We give you one of these, and with just a little bit of feather weave and a lot of hot coal, you throw one of these into the air, and after a few seconds, it starts zipping up into the stratosphere. You attach enough of these bad boys to an enemy ship, and it'll float them off into the sun. Uh, no, no. So we have, we'd have to take, we'd have to carry all of these things on our ship the whole time. We. The, Seems like a waste. Okay, okay, okay. I can see that you're more economical with your space. That's fine, that's fine. What about this? It's a yeet pack. You just take no. this little disc, <laughs> you, you light this bit of thermite here, it gets super hot, you stick it to an opponent, and they'll fly off into the ever mm-hmm. after. How many weapons or inventions do you have that are just taking people and flying them into the stratosphere? Okay, not a fan of that. What about... <laughs> Parrot griffins for conveying messages back and forth amongst your fleet. Of course, you can only 
preset so many messages and you can't control what the parrots say when they Why say it. Why are you it. giving but, us the things it can't do in the first sentence of well, the thing? Now, I will say this one I do like. <laughs> okay. Okay. You, 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 you want to buy a bunch of parrots? I can sell you a bunch of parrots. No, no. I Travis, feel like huge no, parrots. This is, very, this is a very selfish purchase. Okay. You th- but okay. it would be pretty cool to have a parrot, For though, right? One parrot. He's talking about a fleet of parrots. We don't have to buy a fleet of parrots. You can go to the store and, and you know, you don't have to buy a bunch of bananas. You can buy one banana. Are you going to go and buy one banana at the store? What kind of monster <laughs> are you that buys one banana? I've done it. I've done it. You've bought one. Oh, okay. I feel like you're on my side. I shouldn't be criticizing Giant you. Giant stabs that Look. man again. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> now I do like that too. I like that a little more. I like the parrots. I like the stabbing more. See, I like it. What kind of what? Listen, before I bleed out, let me tell you about our pricing structure. Well, if what kind? In- what kind of parrots are we talking? First of all, macaws. Perfect. That's the only one I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one anyone knows. That's a Lamborghini of birds right there. That's listen. <laughs> sure yeah that's exactly that's exactly correct yeah the Listen, lamborghini we, we of birds lamborghini an exciting new monetization method that we use where you wouldn't just have to buy one or two plans from us piecemeal whenever we'll keep sending you great ideas like <laughs> this parrot thing you sign up for our Piratreon. That's right. <laughs> Through Piratreon, you can send us money and we send you sustained ideas. For 10 gold bars a month, you ten get first access go- to... Jonnet pulls out a crossbow from behind the desk. Get out of 10 gold bars a month. No, 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 no. Get- it gives you first access to all of our new strategies. You'd be getting it before any of our other clients. Can I tell you my least favorite part of all of this? Is yes. that all of this is, is written down and you're just reading this. <laughs> and this was all there. And I hate that so much. It's a very it could have been given to you as a letter, and I could have just read it as a letter, but now you have a character, a fun person that you've stabbed three to four times now. I can't quite remember which. Can I and- Can I tell you something else real quick? I've been mm-hmm. I picked up this book right here about parrots. And, you know, I just went to the first uh, page that I found. <laughs> and apparently a lot of different birds, according to this page, are legally parrots. What? Like cockatiels. Legally? And a parakeets. A, a cockatiel legally? and a cockatoo. <laughs> and they're, they're organized by size. All right. From- I've been phased out for most of this conversation, but I just heard cockatoo. <laughs> no, you didn't. Man. You didn't. Man, selective I'm, hearing. I'm in for a cock I stabbed a man sure. several times before you You still haven't done anything about that. Uh, well, it seems like he's out of blood now. He's just sort of vaguely squirming on the ground. Honestly good. His piratrion. 
Mm-mm. Look, I'd be, I would be very, I'd be down to like subscribe to this Piratreon if the, there was like a, a various tiered system that you could pay what you want, and then if you get past to a point, you you get more added perks, and maybe I would get to a gold bar uh, tier, but that's for me to decide. Now I don't want to start at that. I have a question. Now that the man is dead, can we just steal a parrot? I don't think he had any parrots on his person. He's just uh, mm. representing this service. Mm. And I don't know from here to Piratrion, I prefer only fanships. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> ah, no. Right. no. We're done. <laughs> Got him. <one>. Got him. <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. Come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Like Neo Scum. Neo Scum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, an acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pox, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech Wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo Mason Dixon. Join the irascible Neoscum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deeb they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who could be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the 
strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er to rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky